I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the finals fiend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Alright, we're back. We're gonna talk about this playoff run. Um, but first, I got a question to ask you. So a few days ago was my beautiful best friend dog. Uh, Bert. <laughs> that sentence went in three different directions. I, Beautiful. I okay. I was like, oh, okay. Wife. And then you're like, best friend. I was like, oh, it's platonic. And then you're like, dog. I was like, oh, it's an animal. <laughs> my, it was my dog's birthday. Okay. And, um, she turned three. She's a golden doodle. I, I, my dog means the world to me. She means everything. She's literally my best friend. And uh, she's helped me through some great times over the past three years. Uh, and some uh, and some low times, but it was her birthday. And um, tell me if I went too far. Oh no! I baked her a little doggy cake. And what did you What did you make it out of? I ordered this uh, pup cake off of Amazon. It was like eight bucks, but literally it had it came with like cake mix and uh, for like pets. And you you bake it in the microwave. Nothing fancy, and it comes with like uh, pet icing. You know, you put the icing yeah. on, put some sprinkles on it, and uh, then put a candle in it. And uh, she lit blew the, up the candle. Dogs the don't candle. have lips. They can. She got she got super close to the candle, and I got scared. And then she like jumped back, but she got a ton <laughs> of she got a ton of fur. But uh, anyway, we sang happy birthday. She inhaled this cake. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing. She loved it. She even had icing on her fur, like around the mouth, and I just loved it. And it was incredible. Did I go too far? Is that weird? No, especially right now. I mean, you have time. It's not like you, you know, we're taking away from work <laughs> to do, to, you know, to make this cake. Like, heck yeah. Okay. We, well, we're very similar in the way that we, we love our dogs and my dog's about to turn three in a month. So we're, we're, ve- we're on very similar timelines with all of this. So I'm right there with you. Okay. Well, well pro- we might wife- just do a puppuccino for our dog, which is <laughs> the Starbucks. You just put whipped cream in a cup and just give it to him. <laughs> Yes. My wife got the Amazon email and was like, hey, you got a package coming today. And she checked what it was. And it said a pup cake and like this birthday cake toy that I got her also. And she's like, you've got to be kidding me. You really got this for her birthday. I'm like, "Uh, yes, of course. So anyway, I love my dog. There you go. And, And she's listening right now. Happy birthday, honey. Love your dogs. They're there for you. They're there for you. Yes. All right, on the pod today, we are going to continue to look back into our 2011 NBA Finals flashback. We did the season overview yesterday, so go back and listen to that if you missed it. We are doing the run to the finals today. We're going through all three series, the Blazers, the Lakers, and the Thunder. Uh, Isaac can laugh at me about the Lakers for the whole second segment, so listen to that. <laughs> then we'll talk about some finals storylines going into it. Um, and a bunch of good stuff like that. So, uh, let's get into it. The first series, let's just start off with this. The Dallas Mavericks go up 2-0 against the Blazers. This was a Blazers team with LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Wes Matthews, Nick Batum, uh, Andre Miller, the good, you know, the point guard. Um, this was a, this is a Blazers team that was like two years before Damian Lillard came onto the scene. So, they weren't, com- they were, you know, contending, but they weren't necessarily uh, you know, the greatest team is basically, I mean, it's very, very similar to the Blazers team now, right? Where LaMarcus Aldridge is Damian Lillard, and then you just have some guys around him, and they're pretty good, but they're not great. 
Yeah, I actually enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed this uh, this Portland team. They actually had somebody stashed on the end of their bench that I never knew was on the end of their bench. Okay, they they literally played. They played in two games. They played five minutes in this first round series. Patty Mills. I yeah, never random. knew Patty Mills was on the end of this bench. But anyway, going back and look at, I did. I did like watching his team. I love. I loved Gerald Wallace back then. Crash. I loved when he went to uh, yeah. went to Charlotte. I think yeah, the Bobcats and stuff. I loved watching Gerald Wallace play and this the energy and everything. But um, Brandon Roy still on this team. And you know, oh, we'll get off, to Brandon. Oh, we'll get to yeah, Brandon Roy. Yeah, but coming off the bench, you know, they they obviously you know headlined by a 25 year old, the Marcus Aldridge. Uh, Brandon Roy was 26. Nick Batum was on this team, 22 years old. Uh, then they had the two vets. Andre Miller was 34, and Marcus Camby, 36 years old. I didn't. I forgot that Camby was that old in that series. Yeah. Because even in the first game of that series, I think he pulled down. Yeah, he pulled down 18 boards in the in the game one of that series. But yeah, I mean, first round series, Dallas goes in. Uh, Dirk puts up 28 points. They win by eight points in game one. It's you know at Dallas. Game two is at Dallas. Like you said, they take a two game you know two game lead in the series. You're like, all right, let's go. This is what you're supposed to do. You take care of you know, home court advantage there. And uh, Dirk put up 33 in game two and just killing it, starting off the playoffs on the right note. But then game three happened. So another player we should mention on this team, this is year two, year three of Greg Oden. Uh, so this was supposed to be, I mean, Brandon Roy was kind of at the end of his um, career at this point, uh, his, his effective career. He kind of had this, this game, actually, this game four that we'll talk about is kind of like the end of Brandon Roy as a really good player. Um, he was already coming off the bench with this team. He had already gone through a whole bunch of knee injuries. And they have Greg Oden. Can you imagine a, a Brandon Roy, Greg Oden, LaMarcus Aldridge team with like Nick Batum on the wing, Wes Matthews obviously on the wing. We, have, we didn't even mention Wes Matthews. Um, you know, I was going to mention him in a second. Yeah. But that team would have been awesome. I mean, if all those guys would have stayed healthy. Yeah, the West Matthews part of this, when I look back at this uh, Blazers series, I, I remember he was in the series, but I forgot that he played such an important role. And just the fact that, you know, we just watched him coming out of, uh, you know, a stint here in Dallas that, dang, that 2011 year that we always look back on, West Matthews uh, had a huge role in game three for the Blazers. I think he even led the team in scoring, possibly. Um, yeah, he had 25 Bla- in this game, in game three. Had 25 points in Game Three for the Blazers, big time for them. And how old was he back then? I mean, he had to, he was 24 years old. So, you know, a lot of these pieces, like you said, you know, the couple years out from Damian Lillard, but a lot of those pieces had been there for a bit before Lillard. You might, some of you might be listening. You're like, all right, you po- picture this, you know, Damian Lillard team in Portland that maybe they got all those guys together when Lillard got there. It was really Lillard joined this team because they already had Aldridge yeah. and Wes Matthews and Nick Batum. You know, three solid guys that were a part of that kind of core there when Lillard stepped in. So, Wes Matthews played a big role in this series. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, like you said, led led the team in scoring in game 2 or in game 3, the uh uh the the Mavericks on the other hand, Dirk and Jet combined for 54 points in this game. Uh, in game 3, the first loss of the of the playoffs, the rest of the Mavericks scored 38 points total. <laughs> So they, they just did not get any production from really anyone else in this game. Uh, Jason Terry, 29 points off the bench in 40 minutes. 
guy played 40 minutes off the bench. Deshaun Stevenson started and only played four minutes. Tyson Chandler only played 15 minutes in this game. He fouled out in 15 minutes. Tyson, that, man, That's back trying then. to guard LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, he's just a beast. Yeah, Tyson, I mean, you look at that kind of run there of the guys that Tyson had to go against, and I, I want to focus more on Tyson against the Lakers because he goes from guarding uh, uh, Aldridge there in game in, in the first series, then he goes to the Lakers series, and he goes against Bynum and Powell. I mean yeah. that's a, that's a front court right there, and uh, so uh, Tyson definitely had his his work cut out for him. And it's fun seeing like young know, going back and watching some of this. We're gonna watch uh, game one uh, tonight and talk about game one, but just uh, of the finals. But just seeing young Tyson and just you know interacting with him, you know when he's came to town into Dallas over the past year or so, he's obviously older now and, and got his massive beard and he, he's awesome, super <laughs> it nice. It was guy. weird seeing him without the beard. I know, but Going and then seeing like young, springy. I mean, gosh, man, I love watching that young Tyson Chandler play in 2011. So, game three, that's pretty much the story. Game four is when Brandon oh, Roy steps up, scores 18 points in the fourth quarter, 24 points overall. Dallas gave up a 23 point lead in this game to give it up, and they it was tied two to two with the Blazers. Um, so the, basically, the Mavericks won their two games at home. The Blazers won their two games in in Portland. We go back, you know, to Dallas for game uh, five, and the Mavericks end up taking that game. But that Brandon Roy game was was massive. And I went back and uh, we had a hot mic stream recently where I was watching game one of this series, and people were talking about Brandon Roy how they they have PTSD about Brandon Roy in this game four because uh, he just was he killed it in this game. We talk about like Mavs killers, and you know, I know Brandon Roy's above. Yeah, he was a better player than somebody like an Alec Peters or DJ um, Augustine. Yeah, DJ Augustine or something like that. But yeah, he's like he's one of the ultimate guys that you, you just see. I know, yeah, you know, yeah, as a Mavs fan, you see Brandon Roy's face. I think about how good he was for Portland, but I also think oh, I always think back to his dumb game four. And literally <laughs> with my notes for this series, I just put game four comeback. I didn't put anything else because that's all I remember this game four first round and Portland coming back and evening up the series there. And you're like, dang, like now you go, now you, now it's a three game series for the most part because it's tied up and uh, they go back to Dallas. And luckily, you know, Dirk came back with a, a 25 point game and Jet had another 20 points off the bench. Yeah. In game five, I was reading back some of these, the, the game stories from the Associated Press, the AP. And uh, I thought that their, their lead for this game was really interesting this is game five the mavericks come they come back and win uh they win 93 to 82 in this game tyson chandler is the active energetic big man the dallas mavericks have never had he's also a pretty good strategist knowing the season was basically on the line in game five of their first round series against portland chandler went to coach rick carlisle on monday morning with a suggestion instead of always playing on the weak side of the offense he wanted to move around to try and get more involved and have a better chance at grabbing rebounds go for it carlisle said Chandler wound up with 14 points and 20 boards in this game, this game five. Um, but his most important contribution might have been setting the aggressive, you know, exciting tone the Mavericks needed to bounce back from a devastating loss to beat the Blazers. I just thought that was really interesting that it was Tyson that came up with that idea. It's, you know, be more on the strong side, set more screens over there. Um, you know, this whole um, movement that, that he basically, you know, the Tyson Chandler starter kit. When we talk about that, this is these are kind of those elements, right? That uh, he Nerlens would have never. He was, he was setting screens <laughs> and uh, and grabbing boards, and he grabbed twenty of them in this game. I mean, huge. Yeah, man, that's great. It's cool seeing seeing that angle, and 
I like going back and reading stuff uh, from back then of just seeing all the stories that come out now after playoff games or just games in general and seeing small stuff like that coming out of a out of a game four. Yeah, no, game five. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously Dallas takes, you know, takes a series lead there at 3-2, and uh, they stay in they stay in Dallas, right? No, they go back to Portland. Yeah, they go back to Portland because that, that's where they're saying it was a must win because if they lose in Dallas at game five, they go to Portland for game six, and if Portland wins that one, then season, I mean, season's over, series over. That's wild. Yeah. They go back to Portland, and then this is when you have, uh, you know, just an incredible uh, – What uh, this is what I was going to say while I go – that game five win, I, I love looking at the three point three point attempts and just basketball and stuff back then. And this was literally less than ten years ago. Uh, Dallas hit three threes in that game. And Portland hit Portland hit four threes in that game. That's so, why it does uh, not to- happen anymore. A total of seven made threes in that playoff game. But anyway, going to game six, obviously Dallas up three two. Uh, Dirk goes into Portland and drops thirty three points, eleven boards, four assists. 11 of 11 from the free throw line, which Dirk's free throws this whole playoff run is just incredible. Uh, 64% from the field. Just, I mean, the dude was just a monster in game six. The Mavericks missed three free throws as a team, and Tyson missed all three of them. <laughs> and no one else missed a free throw for this for this team. Come on, Tyson. In this game. Uh, but Gerald Wallace had had 32 points in this game, 11 or 12 boards. Marcus Aldridge had 24. Wes Matthews, again, another big game, 19 points. And no one else had you know a big game for the Blazers. The Mavericks just took this one um, and ended up winning the series. So uh, anything else about this series before we move on? No, I don't have. I don't have a ton. I think it's in. You know, we said this, uh, or I said this at the end of yesterday's pod. When you look at this 2011 run, the Mavericks only lost five games through the whole playoffs: two against the Heat, one against OKC, two against Portland. And the fact that their first round series, they lost two of those. Two of the five games <laughs> that they lost was in the first round against this Portland team. You know they would go the next two rounds and only lose one game out of the next two rounds, which is just crazy. Considering that the Lakers and the Thunder were both better teams than Portland, so yeah, I mean we, it's safe to say that. So it, it just it kind of yeah, in a way it felt like it kind of just shook the Mavericks a little bit, and maybe that. How much psychologically did that game four comeback just mess with the Mavericks of no matter how confident they were, you know, in themselves of, you know, that happens. And it's like, dang, like we're kind of not really on the ropes, but it's just a three game series at this point. And maybe it jolted them a little bit and really, you know, put a little bit more fire into them because coming out of this series, that's just that's when they went on the run. All right, I can tell this podcast is going to be a little longer than we had anticipated. So coming up, let's get into uh, the Lakers series. Hopefully that we'll get into the Thunder series as well. And then I do also want to talk about this team going into uh, you know this game and you know going into the finals and why everyone was so desperate. So we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into the Lakers series. Uh, Let's do this. I'm here for this. Lakers were the two-time defending champion. They had been to the finals three years in a row. Kobe Bryant is obviously, you know, some of the peak of his powers. Pau Gasol still on the team. Andrew Bynum was a young guy. He was the youngest player drafted ever uh, at the time when he was drafted. He was just coming into prominence. Uh, I think this was the year he made an All-NBA team. Um, He was, you know, a really huge piece for them at this point. Um, they had still had Derek Fisher. They still had Lamar Odom. They still had um, they had Meta World Peace in this game, but he wasn't Meta World Peace. He was Ron Artest, I think, in this game. He was number fifteen still. 
Uh, I just thought that this was a, a fascinating series because uh, the Lakers in the first round, they beat the Hornets, uh, which were the New Orleans Hornets at the time, which is weird to look back and see that they beat the Hornets in the first round of the playoffs yeah. because we think of the, the Hornets as an Eastern Conference team. Um, but they beat the Hornets with uh, Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza, Mecca Okafor, uh, Marco Bellinelli, Carl Landry on that squad. So uh, really interesting first-round series there. Then um, the Lakers were the two-dime defending champ. like I said. This is P- Phil Jackson, their coach, last season. Um, and he always won titles in threes. That was one thing I always remembered. He won three titles first with the Bulls, three titles again for the second three-peat with the Bulls. In the 2000s, he won three titles in a row with the Lakers, with Kobe and Shaq. And then he won two titles with the Lakers, with pa- with Kobe and Powell. And so then, this was going to be the third year, and the Mavericks just came in and absolutely thrashed that. No three-peat again for you, Phil Jackson, because uh, Rick Carlisle, I think, outcoached him in this series, too. And uh, there's there's one thing that Rick did in game uh, game three. We'll talk about it in just a second that I thought was just fascinating when I, I look back at that. But game one is one of my favorite games to look back on in this series because you know that that's the tone setter. It, it's in L.A. Kobe and them. I mean, yeah, this is the the three peat here. And you go into if you can go into L.A. and steal game one. That would just, that would, I mean, it's just massive. And to see Dirk and Kobe kind of duel it out, and, you know, Dirk finished with 28 in this game. Kobe had 36. Uh, the Lakers had a 16 point lead in the second half. And to see that comeback, I just watched it again a few days ago, to see that comeback the Mavericks had uh, against the Lakers and just hearing the like announcers and stuff. And, you know, Kobe, I think Kobe misses that three at the buzzer. Yeah. So uh, with 40 seconds left, Dirk hit a runner. To uh, bring the game within, um, you know, one point with 40 seconds left, the game was within one after Dirk hit a runner. Kobe drives and kicks back and it and turns the ball over. I think Deshaun Stevenson or Jet come away with, comes away with the ball, and then on the other end, um, the Mavericks inbound the ball. Pal Gasol fouls Dirk, or she completely fouled him, and then Pal was like, "Yeah, what? I fouled him? What? <laughs> come on, Pal! Yeah, he just pushed him in the back. Yeah, right." <laughs> And then uh, Dirk hits the go-ahead free throws, which free throws coming up again. Uh, Dirk hits both free throws. This is why Lucas got to hit his free throws in the clutch. <laughs> they, they go ahead. They go ahead. Six seconds left, and Kobe and Powell try to run a dribble handoff, and Kobe trips on somebody's foot, falls down, and Powell tries to pass it to Kobe, and Kobe wasn't there. He was on the ground. Uh, it was a turnover, and that basically sealed the game. Which is just it was just wild to watch. You know, Kobe, because we think of Kobe as this closer, as Mamba mentality, to just give up a game like that uh, in just two bad turnovers between the drive and the kickback. He wasn't even really looking. And then the trip with the dribble handoff uh, and gave it away. And Dirk took it. I mean, Dirk went into their house and just took this game away. He did, and yeah, just hearing the announcers out that game, it's like, Maverick stole it. Like, they, they won game one, and I think for a lot of people that, nationally, that just kind of showed right there that this Mavericks team is, you know, they're not going anywhere, and they just went into, you know, into Kobe's place there and, and took game one. So then, yeah, it obviously leads to game two, and, you know, I think for most people, it's like, all right, Kobe, Phil, Powell, like, they're not going to win both at home. Yeah, I mean they're 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 going to even this series up. There's no way they're going to give up both of the games in LA. And uh, Dallas had uh, something different. Yeah, so the the Mavericks go in um, and they basically took over in the fourth quarter. They had twenty. They you know score scored more than 
Hold on. <laughs> he scored six more points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Dirk went in and scored 24 points of his own. Uh, not a really high-scoring game. All of these games I look back on, and they're like 93-81, right? It's just yeah. not a bunch. Of, not a lot of teams hitting the hundreds in, in this playoffs. But uh, they took over. Kobe had 23. He was 9 of 20 from the field. Andrew Bynum was huge in this game. He had 18 points and 13 boards. He had seven offensive rebounds. And uh, no one else big came up for the Lakers. And so... Uh, Lamar Odom, by the way, he was on this team. He was minus 18 off the bench, if that tells you the, the kind of the story of this game. Um, Jason Terry was plus 13 off the bench for the Mavs. Brendan Haywood plus 10 off the bench. And then Dirk plus 15 overall. Uh, I thought that was you know big for them. Basically, they just came in and took it. I mean, there wasn't really a, a Laker response. J.J. Um, Bray had 12 off the bench, too. That was a, oh, that yeah. was a big big 12 points for him because even in the start, you know, even the other starters outside, Dirk had 24, like you said, but yeah, Marion just had 14. Jason Kidd had 10, so some kind of spread out you know, scoring there with you know Bray putting 12 off the bench. And the Lakers hadn't lost two games of a playoff series since 2008. <laughs> So in those three huge runs, they hadn't lost the first two games. So this is the first time you can kind of see basically the like the crack in the armor, right? This is this is when we, like oh my gosh, the Lakers are gonna drop this. Uh, this is where I got nervous as a fan <laughs> when they dropped these first two games in LA. I was like, oh no. Uh, game three, Ron Artest was suspended. Um, he you know all kinds of stuff. He, I guess he was Meta World Peace at this point. It says that on here, but I wonder if ESPN just has the you know his name. Um, Luke Walton, by the way, was on this team, which is funny looking back. <laughs> Thinking Matt Barnes also on this team. I forgot about Matt Barnes. Remember the the Kobe? He was he inbounded the ball when he was with the Magic, and Kobe didn't flinch. And then the next year, he was on the the Lakers. That's this year. Hot Mike's own. Hot Matt Mike's Barnes. own Matt Barnes. <laughs> uh, but that game three is the game where Peja Stojakovic came off the bench and scored eleven of fifteen point eleven of his fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, man, I love this this Peja fourth quarter run, and this is where Rick, I, you know, I was looking back at this game three because, yeah, it's the first game in Dallas, and you know, Dallas is up two two zero. Um, they had a you know they had to have a, they had a comeback in the fourth quarter because Derek, I know I remember Derek Fisher hitting a big shot, and Kobe and them felt like, all right, this is this is going to be our game. It's time for us to steal a game in Dallas, and you know Rick puts puts Peja in, but when I was looking back at this and I, I was reading some stuff about it, they're saying you know Kobe didn't touch the ball a lot towards the end of this game, and you're like, all right, why didn't? You gonna add something? Kobe had 16 shots. Lamar Odom had 16 shots, and Andrew Bynum had 16 shots. I mean, it's just it's wild to look back and think. You know, we know all the memes about Kobe where he touches, he shoots, and no one else does, right? Like, but he, I mean, they were spreading the ball around. Pau Gasol had 13 shots in this game, so it wasn't like Kobe was dominating the ball. Well, I watched I watched the uh, the end of this game uh, on I guess it was YouTube the other day, and I was watching you know towards the end of it, hearing the announcers, and it was right at the end of the game, and they're like, we haven't seen Kobe touch the ball in this, and what Rick done is you know he left Peja on the floor, and Peja hit his three pointers, and you know he scored his points, but what it kind of psyched Phil Jackson out in a sense because then they thought they had the mismatch because he, they had Peja on Lamar Odom mm. to where the Lakers are giving Lamar Odom the ball every time at the end. 
the game saying, all right, you got to take advantage of the mismatch instead of Kobe. So Kobe wouldn't even get the ball. And I thought that was just like a, a galaxy brain move of Rick that, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, hey, we're going to psych them out a little bit of this mismatch thing to where Kobe's not going to get the ball. And Dallas walks out with, you know, a 3-0 lead in the series. And I mean, I know we had different, you know, feelings at this <laughs> in the series back, uh, what, 11 or nine years ago. But I was just... I was so happy during this. I can't even tell you how excited I was because I hated the Lakers so much. I didn't like Kobe and stuff you don't even back have then. To put, you don't even have to put that in past tense. You could just say that you still do. I hate the Lakers so much. <laughs> uh, I hated I hated Kobe back then. I obviously I don't I don't hate Kobe over the past five or six years, but um, that was a huge moment when they came back and Paige had that moment. And they won Game Three. Yeah, and then in Game Four, uh, the Mavericks had a thirty-six to sixteen second quarter, took over the game, and basically that was it. I mean, the the Lakers just rolled over in this game. It was you know the the Mavericks were up three zero at this point. Nobody had come back from three zero. It just was impossible. Like it, yeah. it had never really happened, and so uh, the Mavericks ended up winning this by like thirty something. I mean, I didn't even <laughs> yeah, look up did. what the the final. St- my favorite stat from this, and I tweeted this out a few days ago. Jason Terry, thirty-six, and, and Peja Stokovic combined for fifteen of sixteen from three <laughs> off the bench. Fifteen of sixteen from three off the bench. Peja and Jason Terry. Jason Terry. Jason Terry went uh, nine of ten from three. He hit nine threes in this game, and Peja went six of six from three in this game. That's absolutely incredible. It was just. I mean, I just I hooked this game up to my my veins. I'm all here for this. The blowout, the the sweep of the Lakers in Dallas. I was all here for it. And then, I mean, you can imagine my feelings, how pissed I was when Andrew Bynum took the cheap shot at JJ Barea and clotheslined him. I showed my wife this play for the first time the other day because she wasn't watching back then, and she was like amazed. Was JJ all right? Like, and then she's like, Why did he take his jersey off? And Bynum's like, Bynum takes his jersey off, walking off. And I obviously wasn't in the arena for that game, but I wish I was. I wish I could have booed Bynum in that game. Yeah, this is the beginning of the end for Bynum here. He has he has one more season, and they trade for Dwight Dwight Howard, and that was it for him. But uh, yeah, I mean, in, in an elimination game, Kobe goes seven of 18, 17 points. He was a minus twenty nine in thirty seven minutes. Uh, he had one assist in the game, five turnovers. Just just an awful closing out game for him uh it was though at the end of at the end of a oh, great run at the stop, end of a dynasty <laughs> i'm not letting you have that get out of here shannon brown by the way let shannon dunk 15 points off the bench for the lakers he was Gasol better than any other maverick outside dirk he was better than all of them what are you talking about is so good i know that's why i'm trying to say that oh kobe yeah had, kobe had help oh no, yeah like, but they won two titles and went to three finals <laughs> It's not like they didn't do anything. So? <laughs> um, yeah, the Mavericks hit 23s in this game, which was wild. Let's we just go. talked about how you know the Mavericks versus the Blazers were hit three threes in a game. They hit 20 in this one. So back then, that was, was an incredible feat. Uh, anything else you want to say about this series? You want to cackle a little bit more? You want to talk about it? I mean, we could just laugh about it. I just loved it so much. I love watching the series. We should just do a whole week on this Lakers series and just tweet out highlights and just videos of the Lakers walking off the court crying. And I loved it all. All right, coming up, let's get into the Thunder series. The Mavericks go up against the young upstart Thunder. Let's talk about that coming up. 
All right, Isaac, let's get into this Thunder series. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they beat the Denver Nuggets in the first round of of this uh in the first round. They beat the Memphis Grizzlies, the great and grind Memphis Grizzlies, beat them in 7 games in the semifinals and they end up going to the conference finals. This is a super young Durant. This is super young Westbrook, super young James Harden. Um man, all yeah, Durant's 22, Westbrook 22, James Harden 21, Abaka 21. Is Harden a rookie in this series, or is he... Harden's the same age as Luka Doncic in this series. Wow. And definitely not as good, right? Oh, no. Yeah, if you want to look up, like, so people compare Luka to James Harden. Look up James Harden's numbers his first couple years. He was coming off the bench for the Thunder, but Luka is just incredibly ahead of where James Harden was at this point in his career. It's just wild to think that this is the starting point for Luka. Anyway, um, so this was uh, so this was basically that this old grizzled Mavericks team versus this young upstart Thunder team. And I think everyone was rooting for the Thunder because they were just such a likable young team. And I want to emphasize the – you say old and, like, grizzled. It's not like a shot to the Mavs, but they – like – Look how many players were over there, <laughs> over thirty. Dirk was thirty two. Jet was thirty three. Sean Marion was thirty two. Jason Kidd was thirty seven. What are we doing right here? Brandon <laughs> Haywood thirty one. Page to thirty three. This is the all thirties team. Brian you know? Cardinal so, was like thirty three, thirty five. Yeah. So so then you have yeah JJ Bray was twenty six and Tyson Chandler twenty eight. So. I mean, none, they had no player under twenty five. Corey Brewer in in Yan Mahini was you know twenty four. Deshaun Stevenson was even 29 so it, it is I, I do think that's a that's a point to make and put an emphasis on that that majority of the core of this team you know was all over 30 and they go against this OKC team that you know the kind of a little bit further than what some people thought they would be young you know KD and Russ and Harden you know Harden only averaged uh, 14 points in the series but second he, he year for Harden second year for Harden and Ibaka by the way Okay, um, but you know Harden averaged 32 minutes in this series, so he, he played yeah, a ton. Yeah, he's finishing kind of, games. Yeah, it's kind of like Jason Terry. I mean, Jason Terry averaged uh, 33 minutes in this series, but he came off the bench, so him and James Harden kind of played the same type of role. In game one, this is the Dirk game. 48 <laughs> points for the big German. He was 24 oh, of 24 from the free throw line. 24 free throws, it's insane. Durant also had 40 points in this game, which gets lost because they end up losing the game. But 79 total free throws in this game for combined for both teams. I mean, this this is one of the longest games in this in this run. Yeah, it's this game. It, please just just go to YouTube, type in Game 1, OKC Mavs, 2011. There's a, there's a video of just all of Dirk's stuff and he just in this game, and he just absolutely d- torches Serge Ibaka. Just, he just, everything, it, they didn't even do anything creative, really. They just put Dirk on the right block yeah. uh, or the right like baseline area, and Dirk just went to work. He would hit a shot over him. It's just a little hesitation, the little pump fakes, the little you know step moves. And Dirk would just hit shot after shot after Serge Ibaka, or he'd take him into the paint, and he would get fouled by him every single time. I think uh, Ibaka had five fouls. Nick Collison had five fouls in this game. I mean, just everyone was fouling because they had to guard Dirk. There's a couple of plays where Tabo Cephalosha had to guard Dirk. I mean, he was just barbecue chicken every time. 
Yeah, Dirk, man. I mean, this is really the Dirk series, I think. This is what I, I mean, just what he, he, what he done against, uh, just that young squad of OKC. And, you know, he, fin- he finished the series 32 points, five boards on 55% shooting. And, yeah, he puts up 48 in game one. And they take that 24 24 from the free throw line. Like you said, that's just absolutely insane. So then it, you know, then it goes to game two. Game two, the Thunder take this one 106 to 100. Um, yeah, Durant scored 24. Harden scored 23 in this game off the bench. Uh, just led him to a victory. This was in Dallas, by the way. Yeah, I mean, OKC took this one by six points, and even up the series, that you know, some people, you know, like what's going to happen here? Because it's like you said, that that was the it was the young guys, the young guns against this kind of vet team, you know, with Dirk at the helm, and they go to OKC for Game Three, and you know, Westbrook puts up thirty, but Dallas still pulls out a win, you know, by six points. The big story in this game was the Thunder bench. Uh, like I said, Harden had twenty three off the bench. Eric Maynard, you remember that guy, the point guard, yeah. um, thirteen off the bench. Daquan Cook, the Ohio State guard, uh, he had eight points off the bench. Nick Collison off the bench. Um, those guys were all plus double digits. Eric Maynard was plus 18. James Harden was plus 14. Daquan Cook plus 11, plus 10 for Nick Collison. And they made a run in the beginning of the fourth quarter that kind of um, gave the Thunder this this win, uh, which I thought was huge for them. So the Mavericks bench, they you know, they did not come up big <laughs> at all at this point. Uh, how many points off the bench? 16, 20. Uh, 27, 28, 29. 29 points off the bench is not going to do it. Wait, are you looking at game three or game... Game two. two. Oh, okay. We're still talking yeah. about game two. Oh, my bad. I was looking at game two, or game three. Yeah. Uh, I try to gloss past game two, my bad. Oh, I was just talking about game two. Anyway, uh, but that's the only game the Thunder win at this point. Dirk then, yeah. uh, in game three, this is a huge game where Dirk missed 10 of his first 14 shots, uh, but hit the hit the shots he needed to down the stretch. He only hit he only scored 18 in this game three, but he hit the, the shots at the very end of the game that he needed to. They end up getting the win, 93-87. to 87. And then game four, another 40-point game for Dirk. The Mavericks overcome a 15-point deficit in the final five minutes, go to overtime, and then they win this game. I mean, wild. 15-point lead with five minutes to go, and then the Mavericks come back, and they they win in overtime. I literally have in parentheses Dirk clutch moments. Yeah. This game for, like I said, I mean, literally down by 15 with four minutes and something to go. And you're like, okay, I mean, come on. How many teams come back from 15 and under five minutes to go? And it's just shot after shot. Dirk was just, I mean, on a whole different level at that, you know, at that point. You know, they were up three, uh, they were up two one. And this was a huge moment in the series, obviously, because they go, you know, they go up three one in this series. Then they go back to Dallas because. Because this game was in OKC. This was I, I was just watching highlights. I still had the tab pulled up, and it's like Dirk Nowitzki full highlights from Game Four of this. Because if you're OKC, you can't. You got to even up the series. I mean, yeah, you got to even up the series. You can't go back to Dallas. You know, down three one, no. and that's uh, kind of what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> they lose. The OKC loses two in OKC. They go to um, Game Five then. And uh, the Mavericks pull it out 100 to 96. In this game, Dirk scores 26 points. Kid had 10 assists in this game. Uh, and the Mavericks clinch it and go, oh man, Sean Marion. go to the finals. 
Sean Marion with 26 points in this game. I thought that was huge. Uh, he had 18 points in a couple games prior, maybe game three. Uh, but, you know, something like Sean Marion, not really known for a ton of shooting, I mean, a ton of scoring, but uh, 10 of 17 from the field in this game and uh, played almost 40 minutes uh, alongside Dirk. Dirk played almost 40 minutes in this game, too. And him and Dirk both, you know, put up 26. And, uh, JJ Brea, another you know good game off the bench, had four, fourteen points. Jet only had twelve points off the bench in this game. Uh, Mavericks once again only hit five threes in this game <laughs> and win. But uh, that Sean yeah. Marion stat line though: twenty six points, eight boards, three assists, a steal, and three blocks in this game. Just filling up the stat sheet like the Matrix does. Uh, and that was how they made it to the finals. So there you go, beat. The uh, you know the the younger youngish with interesting broken players Blazers they beat the uh, end of the dynasty Lakers they beat the you know the young upstart Thunder and now they're back against this big three with the Heat uh, and we'll talk about some more of that you know before game one we'll break down game one in the next pod we'll break down game two then we're going game by game at this point uh, so we'll be back talking about that and we are still planning on doing some kind of watch you know live watch with game two so we'll let you know when we figure that out um, but there you go that's the Mavericks path to the finals alright guys see you tomorrow I just assumed you had one more thing guys thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs peace out boom boom